this podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. This episode of the Dietitian Values Podcast, which is part three of a three-part series I've been talking through around values, around finding your values. And so part one, we looked at um, developing a shared understanding. So we talked about, I defined values, values as characteristics that underlie our attempts to get our needs met. And then I talked about some things that I have around values, some specific um maybe differences or different ways that I think about values. And so I'd really encourage you to go back and um, listen through the full series if you're just hitting this episode now. And I'll link to both of those in the show notes. So that was part one. Part two was the nitty gritty of finding your values. Where can we find your values? And we talked about three particular places to find your values. So one is just by sitting down with a big list of values words and looking for your values in them. Then we talked about finding them in your actions. And we also talked about finding them in your judgments, which have so much information for us. Um, And then the next step, once you know your words, your values based words, then developing, wrapping more, firstly, narrowing them down into categories or the real, um, you know, particularly if you've got lots of words, you sort of want about, you know, three to five kind of words or categories um, of values just to make it workable. Um, Because realistically, there's only so many things we can prioritize, right? So um, if we've got really long lists. It could be that while our core values are in there, yes, it could be all these other things that we feel should be important as well, which may be, um, which is different from your actual core values, the drivers for your actions and how you want to show up in the world. So you have your list of words, which you find in one of those spaces, and then you narrow it down and then you start wrapping more words around it and you get super clear around what do those words mean to you? So what does it mean through your values-based lens to show up in a way that's compassionate or in a way that's fair or in a way that's sustainable. And so we're wrapped more words around that. So check out part two if you haven't. And the end goal is to develop action-based statements, values-based action statements, sorry, um, that actually just give you like a really clear on what does it mean when you show up in that value so that it's a clear decision-making tool and it's a clear um blueprint for want of a better word to how you want to be, who you want to be and how you want to show up. So that was part two. So check that one out. Today in part three, um, I want to talk a little bit about um, a really important step uh, in your values finding process. And that is the the getting clear on the whose values piece. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about layers of values or the different spaces we can be influenced by in our values and also how we can really, how we can kind of cross-check our values that we say are important, the values um, based action statements that you came up with after last session or that you're working on um, because it is a long-term process. Don't feel like this is something that is like, you know, you do super quickly. It can take a lot of time. So you've got this, this list eventually of how you want to be, who you want to be. And then what we want to look at is, is that how you are, how you are, and if not, why not? 
So um, right now you are acting into a set of values in your life and in your business. What we want to get really clear on is whose values. More specifically, we want to make sure they're your values because we are influenced by values over our whole lifetime. So starting from when we're little kiddos and we're first born, we're in a space, a family of origin, whether that's your, you know, your birth parents kind of family of origin or a different kind of setup. So let's just call it family of origin. So we're on the same page here. Um, so you, you, you start out in a family, your family of origin, your space where you are influenced by the values of the humans who are raising you for want of a better word. Some people, you know, maybe it's not. Anyway, let's not get on tangents. So the humans that are influencing and raising you. Um, so they've got a set of values and they are influencing how they're raising you. So you're influenced by that. You're influenced by the dynamics in your family and all of that. So there's that, that space. And then outside of your family home, you might have extended family and they might have different sets of values. Maybe you spend a lot of time with a a grandparent outside of your uh, home or specific friends and there's a different set of values. So now you've got another set of values layering on top. You might go to school or childcare, school, preschool, high school, all of those spaces and you get new values setting up. And in those spaces, you've got different teach. You've got, you know, the values of the system, the school, the educational institution, and then you might have different teachers that have different sets of values. So you've got in some more layers building up. You exist in a culture, in a society, and then there's some values that are coming in from that. You might be part of community groups, religious organizations, friendship groups, and then you've got new values coming in. You're consuming media, which is usually supporting the kind of cultural social norm values. And so that's layering up. You decide to go study to be a dietitian, a physio, um, a yoga instructor, a copywriter, a marketing, marketing, you know, you decide marketing or communications. And so you go to a university. There's a set of values or college. There's a set of values. You Your peer group might change. There's a new set of values. You might move to a, a town that has um, that, that's bigger or more diverse. New values coming on. And then you graduate and you are a thing. You're a profession. And so you have a certain maybe values of the profession you're part of. So there's those professional values. And then you get a job um, and you've got workplace values. And you might have had jobs you know previous to this too you might get um you've got different cultural um workplace cultures and and organizational values that are coming in so they are layering up um you might um you have different relationships as you get older partners friendships parenting all of those spaces for yourself and then that shows different values so you get all of this layering um and constantly running through the background is the values of the culture that you live in, all the social values um, that are around. And then there's values that are connected to the identities you hold in there. So um, if you are a woman versus if you're a man, if you are or versus um, if you are trans or non-binary or somewhere anywhere within the spectrum of gender, um, if you are um, neurodivergent or neurotypical, if you are, um, if you have a difference around ethnicity and race, so you, you, there's, there's these other layers of values and often more when, when from my experience or from my not experiences in personal experience, but connecting and having conversations with humans with different identities, um, particularly marginalized identities or under-resourced identities, really, if we want to get specific about what's really going on, people have been 
under-resourced, humans have been under-resourced, marginalised and oppressed, um, then there's like some really big disconnects in those values. And so that has an influence, like the values maybe of your culture, your race um, or um, community, like a, you know, like a, like trans community, et cetera, versus the, the, the quote unquote, the, the, the status quo, the norm, I was going to say quote unquote, not quote unquote for the status quo because that is what is but you know the quote unquote norm um those cultural norms and social norms so there's a shit ton of values like we're swimming in them and there's so many values around us and other people's values and ideas of who we should be and how we should be based on our identities based on our experiences based on the labels that we are given so it's kind of no surprise uh, that we often act into other people's values or other spaces' values. Oh, and another thing um, is sometimes, um, so that's all the, the values that influence us. And then we can have situational or we can have experiences where um, other commitments to other things, um, and I talked about this um in my conversation with James Olivia Chuhillman and they were they were really talking about this when we were talking about values. So I'll link to that episode. I linked to it last week. But it's really we had a great conversation about values and they added some really great insight or perspective, which I think is so important. So one of the things being that sometimes we might be really committed to showing up in our values, but we're also committed to keeping safe. And sometimes that can impact how we can show up in our values. And particularly um, in some of my conversations with um, with humans with um, different identities is sometimes those identities um, in certain situations and settings mean that it's not safe to act into um, into individual values. So we have all these things that influence us, where there's programming, covert and overt, subconscious and, and unconscious, you know, and, and very, very conscious and clear um, influence um, on our values. And then we have, I suppose, those other pieces where sometimes it can be, we might have a commitment to safety or a feeling of belonging or other things that play in that mean that we don't always act into our values even when we're clear on what our values are sometimes there can be those um, external factors I suppose that will that mean it's not always available to us it doesn't always feel safe or it might compromise something else that we're committed to so just to make that kind of clear I suppose that it's not as simple as know your values and just act into them anyway no matter what the reality is is there's we're humans and we're humaning and we're, we're surrounded by the humans and humans have really strong needs um, around safety and around belonging and many things and we do sometimes we do things that um, to to get those needs met that aren't necessarily the values that we want to and we talked about in part one that definition of values being um, characteristics that underlie our attempts to get our needs met and I I think it's really helpful because it it reminds us that we're attempting like what we're actually doing here Um, and really everything we do is most of the things we're doing is is an attempt to get our needs met and sometimes yeah we we don't always act into our values Um, and sometimes we're not even clear that they're not our values that we're not acting into and that's more the piece I want to talk about today Um, but I do want to have that other bit in here because I really I feel like that opens up the opportunity to bring a lot more grace and compassion to ourselves when we hold that and when we remember it and a lot more grace and compassion not only for ourselves but for other people as well Um, particularly if we find some judgments coming up around values. So 
let's talk specifically about those influences and how we can get a bit more clear on just whose values we're showing up in. Now, I do have a specific podcast episode on that, so I will link into it um, in the show notes as well. Um, But what I want to talk about today is just to get curious. So once you've got those value statements to hold them, and what you can do is you can start looking like, um, is this how I act when I'm making decisions? Are these the factors that I'm moving towards or is something else going on? Is something else influencing here? It's just an opportunity to really get curious It's not necessarily a tool to judge ourselves by like, oh, you're not acting into your values um, or to to think that there's something wrong with this. This isn't about perfection. And and I think that's why it's really important to hold that piece that 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 both end that values are actual and aspirational, that we don't have to be, um, you know, when we're not going to ever be at a point of, of every single action or step that we take and make being values driven. I am not like that. I want to burst any bubble that anyone might have that any every decision I make, every action I take is values driven. It's not. And when I do take action or make decisions or act into in a way that isn't aligned with my values, it's so much information for me. It's an opportunity to stop and reflect and pause and to get super curious about what was going on. Not super judgmental at myself, but super curious like, huh, that's not aligned with my values. What the fuck was going on there? Um, and really being curious about what's happening. Um, you know, and to use some examples like um, a personal example, sometimes it shows up in my parenting. You know, sometimes I am not always um, acting in a way that creates fair and just spaces for all bodies and some of those bodies being the little humans in my life who I love dearly. And sometimes I still react into other sets of values, into our cultural values of that power over dynamic that is embedded in parenting. Um, In my business, sometimes I make choices or decisions that aren't always aligned, um, aren't aren't the most, you know, most aligned action that I could take with my values. And that's okay. It's always an opportunity to stop and pause and think, hmm, what went on there? What's going on there? What was I doing? Was it just because I wasn't grounding myself back in my values? Was I rushing? Was there that urgency coming in? What what factors? And over time, when you do that, you get a really clear picture of the, I suppose, either the beliefs, the ideas, or the the situations that, that, are more likely to push you off. And so one of my big ones, and I think it's a generally universal human one, is when I'm not really regulated, when I'm not grounded in my nervous system, when I'm still a little bit activated, um, still a little bit, you know, outside of that, like in the polyvagal theory type piece, outside of that kind of social safe response. So that is a, that's definitely um, influences how accessible um, my values are to me, like grounding in my values is. Um, Urgency or rushing, that's another thing. And that's a value of supremacy culture. And so the culture around us, so I know that. And when I'm trying to push or act into urgency, I know that is something that will push me out of alignment with my values. Um, When I am trying to move away from discomfort, sometimes that can as well. So this, the point of this, I suppose, Um, piece of finding your values is just to keep curious, to keep an open mind. And just to remember that there's lots of things that influence how we act. There's lots of things that influence the values. And so you can, you can use this to support yourself when you're acting in ways that maybe aren't aligned with your values, where you can look back or where you're acting in ways that don't get you where you want to go. It could be a sign. You might not even be 
it might even be conscious that you're not acting in ways with values. And I've used this example in pretty much every other one, but I'll use it again. One of my values used to be around independence and autonomy and acting into that actually moved me away from what I really wanted for my life, which is around feeling connected and a sense of belonging, if that if I was to prioritize that. And so that allowed me to stop and pause and just really get curious about what's going on. Is independence and autonomy still important to me? Yes. It's however not one of my core values. And so that was an opportunity for me like to really paint a picture. Like if I was to act into that, um, is that where I really want to be. Now, I do sometimes dream about living in a in a cabin in the woods by myself, but I'd still want to be connected to people. I would just have to take my phone and so I could talk to all of you amazing people via social media and email and things. Um, and, you know, I'd let my family know where I am, I suppose. But there is, so there is parts of that independence and autonomy that are still appealing and, and that I do find important, but it's not really how I want to structure my life. It's not how I'm structuring my business to prioritize that. It's still an important piece because I I work by myself. I want independence and autonomy in making decisions around how I run my business. And I also want, um, so it's important, but it's not a driver in like decisions I make because, you know, I've just launched a group program, which is all about connecting to humans. If I wanted to be more independent, you know, if that was my my core value, then then it would look different, the work that I did. And so, I just using, once you're clear on your values and those action statements, it's a great opportunity to think, okay, well, what would a life look like lived into these values? And is that the one I want? Um, when you're, so that's a way to like, look, are these my values? When you're making decisions or taking action, are you consistently or repeatedly taking action in a way that's different than the values you're saying you hold? And so what's going on there? Is it because the value you say you hold isn't actually your value? Is it influenced by other things? Or is it your value, but you have a commitment to these other things, safety, belonging, um, or cultural, social values that are pulling you off from your values? So these are just really opportunities to get curious. You can do a little values audit. Um, in your business, you can look at, okay, well, I, like, so give, to give a couple of examples. <clears throat> so maybe I say, um, you know, one of my values is around, um, you know, creating spaces that are fair and just for all humans and so one of like a really granular like really specific way that shows up in my business is um doing trying to include image descriptions on I'm just going to use a really specific example trying to use image descriptions on my social media um captioning and things and then sometimes what sometimes it doesn't happen right and that is me tilting into my value of um conservation and wise use of resources as me as a human one single person running my business and then I kind of like um tilting it and and not to use that as an excuse um and absolutely um and then it's about grounding back in that and recognizing that well if I don't yeah what I suppose one thing that I've I've learned from that one is I zoom out and I realize well the again it's like that cultural value of a cultural situation of the people with the more money and power you know the labor is happening from either me or the human who doesn't who can't access the information to put in the work to make it accessible versus actually the people who have the more power and influence which is the system and the structure of the actual platform to just make that super embedded or easy. But anyway, I digress. So um, the reason I use that example is, is sometimes like I don't always get the caption on there. 
you know, um, and I'll try to go back later and things to add it on there. It doesn't mean that I'm failing. It doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person. It doesn't mean that that's not one of my values. It just is an opportunity for me to get curious. I'm saying this is a value. I'm saying this step is a way I can act into that value. Why isn't it happening? And finding a way to do that. And 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 a really little little strategy that I've been doing now is I'll make the post and then I will just come back at some point during that day when I have a little bit more time. Because often when I'm posting things on social media, it's like in the morning around other things, like it's around life in um And what I'm trying to do then is create another pocket of time later to come back and do the image description because that makes it more, more, um, um, you know, it's just more doable for me. So it's just, I don't know if that's a helpful example, but it's just a way that can show just because I'm not necessarily acting into that doesn't mean it's not a value or that there's something wrong with me or I'm not getting it right because that's perfectionist values coming in of our culture. Um, but it's just an opportunity to look at like what's going on and think about, okay, well, how do I create um, create the system around me that supports me to act into that value? Or if we're not acting into the value, it's an opportunity to get curious on, hmm, is this actually my value? And is acting into it in this way, Does is that a way that makes me feel is it practical? Is it actually achievable? And is it a way that makes me feel successful in living into that value? So that is um, what I wanted to talk about today around how you can kind of audit your values for want of a better word, but it's really about connecting to them more, I suppose, Um, recognizing there's so many factors that influence our values. And even once you have your action statements, your values-based action statements, you might be constantly tweaking because as you learn and unlearn, you might realize that, huh, some of these things that I thought were really my values aren't. Or I need to get clearer on how I define that word because when I act into it in a way of like my family of origin values, that's different than the values how I want to show up in. Um, It could be an opportunity to just be thinking about what else is going on to get curious Um, and also a way when you're doing that to realize, to get clear on like what other supports or what things need to be different or um, to support you to act into your values. So it's because it's all well and good to have your values, to find these values, but the whole point of having your values is so they can be actionable. So there can be things that you're living into and things you're aspiring to. Um, And so part of that's doing the work to figuring out how do you do that? And if you're not doing it, why not? And if those values aren't moving you towards your definition of a successful, meaningful, values-driven life, then whose values are they? Um, and an opportunity just to get curious. So hopefully that feels supportive. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to reach out. Um, Back in part two, there was heaps of things to download from the show notes to support you around finding your values. I'll include the other episode I did on whose values. So you can listen along to that one too. I'm not sure how much I repeated myself today or not. Um, If you've got, yeah, but feel free to reach out if you want any support around this. And of course, this is some of the work that I do. So if you want to um, dive into this with more formal support from me, then that's always available. But also feel free just to informally, you know, flick me a DM. Um, And if you do go through this process and you share your values, you share them on your website, you share them on social media, or you share them in places, let me know. I would love to see. Feel free to tag me or just, um, you know, flick me a link if you you put them on your website, because I would love to see um, what comes up and what comes out of this for you. Okay. That's it for today. Uh, Until next time, bye for now. So 
much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. The Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.